plan was simple enough. In hopes of catching the thieves attacking merchants, our heroes borrowed a cart from the local blacksmith and set up a honeypot to catch the criminals. Or perhaps there was a cart wash plant. I'm kind of fuzzy on that point. Maybe Kevin just wanted to wear short shorts and a wet tee. Who am I to judge? Our heroes then headed along the Traveler's Road and tried to attract the eye of the rogues striking terror, robbing and kidnapping innocent pilgrims visiting the keep. Their plan worked. A group of goblins with eyes on the cart and maybe Kevin's shorts swooped in and attacked our heroes who quickly dispatched them and saved the cart and the horse. As Chopper, Mr. McKeeley, and Kevin looted the goblin bodies, Emerald made a discovery, tracks that led deep into the forest, and perhaps to the bandits' hideout. Last we left you guys, you guys had finally arrived at the keep. Kevin, you asserted your dominance as, as the tax collecting guy, and uh, you had arrived late in the evening, so you couldn't see the Shinnesaw, uh, Shinnesay, that guy. <laughs> so you guys decided to go get a room and hop in the bar, and you guys all overheard several rumors throughout the evening. Does anybody remember their rumors that they heard? There's a hermit. There's a, a hermit who doesn't like the keep, and maybe is training magical creatures to attack the, the yeah there's some there's some jerks in the hills that may or may not be i don't know why i have hyena people in my head um dog that, people yeah dog people, dog people. yeah the gnolls um that uh we are gonna go do something about because they can't pay their taxes if their economy is being ruined by dog people. and they're living in caves caves was a part of the rumors it seemed to be a part of a lot of the rumors about some caves that are in the forest. So uh, the next morning, you went to see the head of the keep. He confirmed the rumors that they can't get their taxes taken care of because of these groups of creatures out in the forest that attack the travelers and attack the keep. And you guys decided to take it upon yourselves for a nice little sum of money to uh, maybe go out and take care of these uh, creatures, or at least see what all the hubbub is about. So you uh, got a cart, you left the keep, followed the road to where a lot of the attacks happen, and lo and behold, you guys were attacked by a group of goblins who tried to take over your cart and steal all your stuff and maybe eat the horse, but you guys they saved them. The they did not eat the horse. You guys saved the horse and defeated all the goblins. And that is where we begin. Is that just at the end of that battle? I mean, if I'm wrong, Mo, at the last point, you did pick up that there was a trail leading off into the forest. Yes, we did. Okay. Yes. I am the ranger and I have good vision. You do. We should follow him and finish him off. Yes. Group, this is the trail they came from. Slit their throats if they're asleep. All right. Did anybody lose any hit points or anything during that battle? Kevin did. Kevin did. Yeah, Go Kevin on, lost Kevin. one hit point. Ah. Yeah. Kevin, no. Slap a med pack on and quit being a baby. <laughs> Walk it off. This is my official do doctory advice. Walk it off. You'll be fine. Honestly. It's a, it's a pretty big scratch on my arm. It's, it's pretty bad. I mean, I might 
die. You know, it's probably getting infected. You know how, can... Do it like we did in my grandpa's day. Take a shot of whiskey until you can't feel it anymore and keep working. Back to the factory line. Well, I... remember, I'm a very I surly died. cleric. That's true. It's up to you on what you want to do. Did you want to follow this trail into the forest? Or did you want to uh, head back to the keep to resupply and heal Kevin? I think we should follow them into the forest. Kevin will be fine. Fine. <laughs> Kevin can Suck it up, Kevin. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, all of you guys don't have a big scratch on your arm that you could die from. But all right, yeah, let's keep hey, going. Hey, let me, let me see that scratch Project. for a second. Oh, is it bleeding? Oh, no, it's not. You're fine. Let's go. Well, it could be lead. a scratch and then it starts to bleed later. That That's exactly what could be happening right now. Any moment, I could be bleeding to death. Maybe. We don't know. Nobody really knows. Look, if you want to bleed, I'm happy to make that happen. Otherwise, let's get going. Honestly, Actually, that just makes people by bleeding them, so I don't really know how to stop it. You know what? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, maybe we should just go. I'm sure he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I, I, it'll be fine. Let's go. According to modern medical science, you're the healthiest person in this group. So I follow the trail. I jump you... from rock to rock. Very, very agile. There's some dive rolls. I can disturb nothing. I stomp along and deliberately destroy the track <laughs> as I walk. <laughs> Yeah, I just really don't pay any attention one way or the other. No I glare at everybody, but keep, you know, bouncing. Okay. So the further you travel out into the forest, the more impenetrable and threatening it becomes. Twisted tree trunks, deformed limbs, tangled roots all clutch and grasp at your cloaks. Thorns and nettles bite at exposed skin, leaving cuts as you hack your way through the underbrush. A miasma clings to the forest, making the distance traveled challenging to measure. And as as the trail of goblins is lost, the growth parts into a ravine. You stand facing west, marking the sun setting through the trees on the far end of the ravine. The opening, you, the opening you stand in is about 200 feet wide, walled by a thicket of briars and creepers. The gorge runs at least 400 feet west, actually it's about 440, to where the western wall rises in a steep slope. You can see cave openings in the rock walls at varying heights on all sides of the ravine. The last bit of sunlight fades through the trees and the canyon becomes dim, and a biting chill fills the air. You can hear a breeze dancing through the treetops far above, but the air within the gorge itself does not move. There is an oppressive feeling here, and you you instinctively know you have found the caves rumored at the keep. Do we, do we see anything in any of the entrances? Um, Do we need to roll Perception. If you want to roll a uh, perception, you roll a d20. Add your intelligence, your intelligence bonus. If you're, if you have a bonus for oh, your intelligence, you. I do not. Then it's just a straight roll. It's a straight roll, which I can't see yet. Uh, looks like you got a. Oh, seven, I got a seventeen. Seventeen. I feel nice. like I could see some stuff. Uh, is anybody else 
looking around. Some of you, I believe, have better vision at night than others. I will. I do, I believe. Do I have a dark vision as a half-orc? Well, I have a special fancy eye. Could I use my special fancy eye? You sure can. What does that special fancy eye do? Um, it lets me see unseen things. The gem of seeing. Good. It goes where my eye was. She usually just uses it to find her keys. (laughs) That is right, because you have, uh, you had lost an eye. You received this gem of seeing to replace your eye. Um, so yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's use it. Anyone else? I mean, I'm looking around. I don't have any bonuses, so I'll just roll a straight roll. I don't see a goddamn thing. Yeah, I rolled a uh, 14 on my <laughs> Mr. McKeeley, I think. Yeah. Mr. McKeeley, a- what did you roll? Three. Roll a three. <laughs> yeah, I just, I literally just noticed. They're like, oh, there's a cave. I don't I like think, I doubt there's anything in there, though. That's probably not relevant. <laughs> Emerald, there seems to be some uh, light coming from that particular cave. Okay. Um, Any movement? No movement, but it's and it's also very faint light. I would like Sepris, if you could roll me a d20 uh, with advantage because we're going to use that mechanic. So it means you roll two d20s. You take the higher of the two. Great. So you're rolling an 11 and a 14. So uh, 14, we'll take a 14. When Emerald kind of points out that there is, there seems to be some type of uh, light source over here in this cave, uh, you look over in that direction and you do see some movement within this tree. That is a tree, by the way, my terrible drawing of a tree. This is a (laughs) top-down view. That's the top of a tree. I I knew what it was. You do see some movement within that tree. Hey, hey guys, up there. There's movement. Oh, hey, there's a tree over there. Wow. <laughs> All kinds of stuff going on. And there's some, some the faint light moving. in the cave behind it. Mm. I think that's our, that's the business cave. Oh, we should go in there then. That's where we want to be. Wait, what kind of business? It's, I should probably specify. I get in trouble with that a lot. You know, a lot of weird places because of that. You know, it's time to go into the business cave because I'm wearing my business socks. <laughs> I'm literally wearing big black socks that say business down the side. Yes, like the Flight of the Concords uh, ah. sketch. Ah. That's why they exist. Local company. Sock, sock monster. I think they had to stop doing it because last time I was in there, I distinctly did not see any business socks, and I knew for a minute they were their top selling. So I think they were asked to stop. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, let's sneak on our ways on up to that there cave. Which cave yes. was it to see on the Mippy map? On the Mippy map, it is this one. It's on the. Uh, gotcha. Looking at that, it is facing actually north. Uh, north yeah. is yeah. in this direction. West this direction you guys are coming in from the east into this large ravine can we sneak up kind of this way or would we have to like go up and around is there any obvious path up onto the next level anywhere or is it just like we don't know how they got there 
pretty much uh, there's obviously some way of doing it because the higher uh, on some of the higher levels you do see some more caves cave entrances but you do not see anything like a pathway or ropes or or any type of climbing equipment to get up to those higher caves gotcha so on the ground level there is a total of five cave entrances that you can go into without any problem the next level up there are five more entrances 75 feet up there is a single entrance and about a hundred feet up, up up this cliff face there is another entrance and the one with the light is the lowest correct and that's where we wanted to go or at least sneak up and just investigate correct yes yes so we don't necessarily need to climb just yet do we that is true unless you want to oh okay then we should sneak our asses over there will it really be sneaking if we're going in the main door the front entrance right should should we climb up higher and hope that they all connect well, maybe we should just sneak on over close and see what's happening there. You know, like can p- turn around if it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, isn't our um, rangers a sneaky one? I would assume, unless somebody's sneakier than that. What's what's our what is it? Dexterity? Is there yeah. Sneak? What is what is the sneak? A sneaking would be a roll of a d twenty. You add your dexterity bonus if okay. you have one. I do have one. I, I have a two to dexterity. Is anybody higher than that? No, I just have a one. Yeah, it's a you one. Have a, you have a two dexterity Wait, or I you have, have a two it. bonus? That's what I mean. I'm sorry. I have a bonus of two. Okay. That's what I assumed you meant. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that was I, true. I also have a dexterity. I do have, I have a what literal was, two of charisma, though. What was your class again or your race? Uh, Are you I'm like a, a half orc. orc. Half orc. Hey, like I, really ha- that is a vicious yeah. stereotype. Half orcs and all orcs are actually very nimble. You've never seen a half orc dance, have you? It is beautiful. Sappers, are you also two two bonus? I do. I do also have a, a two bonus to dex. All right. Then and you're uh, also maybe harder to see. I am quite small. I am I the size know. of my own toddler. All right, all right, Saffris, you should totes sneak over there and peek your head around in there and see if you can see what's going on. Okay, I'm for it. Let's do it. Saffris is going first. Saffris, I would like you to make a, uh, a sneak roll, which is a d20. Add your bonus. You got it. 21. 21. Whoa. Nobody is hearing you. So Saffris, walk me through it. What are you doing? Give me the lay of the land around here. Uh, It is dark. Uh, There is a single tree uh, that is just before the cave entrance, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. which is, by the way, that's where you did see the movement, was up inside this tree. So you could either go directly there, you could sneak around. I'm moving my mouse like you can see it. So you could sneak over here. (laughs) (laughs) Once we're here, go west on the cliff face toward the cave entrance or you can go straight across uh let's uh let's sneak toward the cave entrance and as i go by the tree i want to see if i can see a little bit better what that 
movement was. You're at the base of the tree and uh, you're, you're kind of looking up. You don't see any movement at the moment, but you start all of a sudden seeing outlines. You see three kobolds up in this tree. Uh, they look like they're set up as guards. Uh, they're guarding the entrance to this one cave. Uh, and they're just kind of <laughs> talking to each other. How much higher up are they than, uh, than I am? I'd say they're about maybe... So if you're like, what, you're... How, how tall? I'm two foot eight. Oh, wow, you're two foot eight. Okay. Uh, let's make that 15 feet higher than you. <laughs> I very purposefully made myself the size of Emerson. <laughs> So yeah, they're about 15 feet up inside this this large uh, this large tree. Okay. Um, well, I think that I instead of going toward the 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 entrance, I would like to sneak back to the party mm -hmm. uh, and tell them what I saw, in hopes that someone has uh, some crossbows or throwing axes that they can. Uh, <laughs> those little guards with with that role i'm going to say you make it all the way back to the party no thank problem. you what um, a good dm <laughs> discuss tell them what you found okay guys so there are uh three little kobolds in the tree and uh, i think that they're guards to the entrance and i was just wondering if you guys uh, could maybe kill them with uh, uh an L crossbow or a throwing axe, or uh, um, I don't know, some some other dark type uh, uh, weapon. I. Are we all I on have our... a sling. Are we all on our knees uh, to hear you whisper? <laughs> we all do this this the huddle thing, and she just stands in the middle. Yes, it's, that's exactly what happened. Kevin has a bow. I have a bow. I'm actually, some would say I'm even proficient in the bow. I'm pretty good. You would probably have to get a little closer in order to make a shot. If you want to try a, a bow shot. All right. Well, what if I ran out and challenged all the kobolds to fight me and the rest of you like jumped them from behind when they I mean, we are attacked me? We are here to, to mess their world up. Do we want to be try to be super subtle and sneak in, or do we just want to be like, come get us? We I already killed like a dozen of their of their gerblins. Do we know mm. that though? Do we know it's connected? We don't know anything. I mean, I think we should try to take them by stealth. Just because if we disturb these two, the sounds of battle might draw out the others, if there are others in the caves, which I imagine there are. Alright, I've got a sling, and you've got a bow. We could sneak up from, like, try to do sneaky sneak arounds, and each of us take one of them, and if it goes perfectly, they both just fall the exact same time, and that's that. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. Then, worst case scenario, we're back to the, you know, just chop them apart, I guess. Right. It's either that or like set fire to the tree and just smoke them out. Yeah, that's a good idea. That seems, I don't know. I mean, that might be kind of flashy as well, but Only it would work. Only you can prevent forest fire. We could use that as a distraction to get into another cave or something as well. Just a thought. We could. Yeah, no, I like it. I like, let's do the, uh, 
let's do the the, the pincher move and all the rest of y'all just be real ready to throw down when it pops off because it will yep we're probably gonna miss i mean i don't know we'll start with kevin kevin where are you moving to i'll move i guess down here stay on the east side of the tree you're gonna have to roll sneak if you're gonna get that close to the tree so you roll a d20 add your dexterity bonus i have 11 all right so you start moving into position mr mckeely yeah is it does it look like is it possible to sort of sneak over into that direction where i might be able to i don't know what sort of what sort of stuff is all up in here if so, it's possible to kind of tuck under here and then have a clear shot that way it is possible um you you can sneak over there you just have to roll a sneak check to see if you can actually make it through the underbrush and uh, right, the loose yeah. rocks that is a dex check, which is a plus two. Nope. Oh, that's an eight. I'll be over here, guys. Hang on. Let me get in position. I'll be right over there. Don't tell them. Oh, okay. Kevin, you slowly make your way to the point where you wanted to be at. Mm. Uh, Mr. McKeeley, you get about halfway when uh, some loose rock underneath your foot makes you fall. Kevin, you definitely now see the kobolds. In fact, you see about eight of them from various positions within this tree. There are about three of them that are on low branches, and there are several more up above them. They are all looking at Mr. McKeeley, and I don't think there's any way around it. We're, we're going to go into combat. Well, it's worth a shot. <laughs> I need everybody to roll a d20, and you can add your dexterity bonus. 20. <laughs> I will be last. Oh, yes, you will. So tell me your numbers. What have you got? 20. Five. Two for um, Emeril. Uh, sorry, Mr. McKeeley got a 20. Special delivery. Uh, Kevin got a nine. Kevin got a nine. Yeah. Roll an initiative for these guys. As your turn comes up, think about what you want to do. If you want to cast a spell, read up on the spell real quick. Uh, we're going to go down the line, highest is best. So first up is McKeeley and Sapras. What are you guys going to do? What do you guys want to do? Mr. McKeeley, you're kind of prone right now. You've been, you mm -hmm. kind of fell over from the rocks. That's where everybody, that's where the kobolds heard you. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm just looking at one of my spells to see what it does. Well, since you you have fallen down and you're checking your spells, I'm gonna run over there, pull out my dagger, and try to stab a uh, cobalt in the back. So right now, all the cobalts are still up in the trees. Do, do you have any? Oh, I thought they fell down. I'm sorry. Nope, they've kind of just sat up to look over at Mr. McKeeley. Who they is, were uh, so shocked at how bad that sneak roll was, they mm -hmm. fell right out of the tree laughing. <laughs> Sapras, are you going to hold your action? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Cause I don't have anything to do if they're still up in a tree. Okay. I shouldn't climb up a tree. I'm so small. You should right. get in possession down below said tree so that you're ready to give it's it to sad. him the minute yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna run up and, and like pull out my dagger and be ready. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think yeah, let's sneak. Let's sneak. See, thank you for guiding me here. Yeah, let's sneak so that I can 
I can get the jump on them once they jump down. You'll need to roll a move silently. Move silently. That should also be on your character sheet because uh, because you're a halfling, I think you do get a bonus for that. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, move silently. 37 is the chance. Okay. So what you need to do is you roll a D100 and you need to get a 37 or below. I did it. Yes, I did it! All right. So uh, you sneak around. Whoever you attack first, you're going to backstab, which means I think your damage is automatically doubled. Yes. So It also means that they totes thought you were their friend, and it turns out you are not. No, and I'm now, the Regina George of D&D. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to keep eyes on me. Um, I don't have any spells that are martial at this point, so I would like to, I assume, use my move action to stand up and use my uh, other action to sling a slingy at them. Okay. And whichever one I can get to from there, I'm not really picky about which is which. And that is, come back, stand up and sling a slingy at them, and I get an 11. So that hits nine or higher. All right. You let a rock fly. It flies up into the tree. One of the cobalts has a shield. He knocks it away. Kevin, what are you doing? Uh, so can I, like, can I ask, is this tree dry? Like, how dry is this tree looking? Or is this like a you know foresty tree that probably wouldn't burn very well? It is a it is a live tree, so it is slightly moist. Okay, so it wouldn't burst into flames. So we'll probably no. <laughs> it's green. Okay. It is a green, it's green tree. It will take some. It will take some time for it to catch fully uh, a flame. Well, what you're saying is there's a chance. <laughs> you're gonna make the druid okay. cry. Don't make the druid cry. <laughs> Let's burn it. Let's burn it out. Okay, so here's my plan. Uh, I, I'm going to summon Randy, my unseen servant. Okay. So Kevin uses Randy, uh, <laughs> and then he says, uh, all right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go, you see that little light in the cave over there? I want you to go get whatever that light is. It's fire. It's got to be fire. Go get the fire, bring it back here, burn this tree down. Yes, sir. And you feel him kind of walk away from you. So he is off to do his little mission. Okay. So you've cast your spell of Unseen Servant. So it's now the kobolds turn. Eight little eight little kobolds drop out from the tree. Like little kobold acorns. All of them armed to the teeth. And are going to make their way toward the group. But before they can do that, Sapris, you get a chance to backstab one of these kobolds. Yes. Awesome. Roll an attack. And if you hit, your damage is automatically doubled. Great. 17. All right. What yep. uh, armor class do you hit? I hit an armor class of four. He's almost like lands right in front of you with his back to you. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's got like tribal tats on his back that look like a giant target that oh. aims right for his kidney. Roll your damage. Okay. And that's a d6? D6, and whatever you roll is going to be doubled. Okay. One D6. So that would be ten, and as I as I drive it in, I say, 
cultural appropriative tattoos suck. <laughs> well, he doesn't hear you because he is dead. <laughs> nice. So that's one cobalt down. The rest of them are going to move toward the group. We're going to have two of them running toward Mr. McKeeley. We're going to have two of them running over toward the rest of the group, which hasn't moved yet. One of them is going to run over here toward Kevin, and two of them are hanging back underneath the tree. Mr. McKeeley, what is your armor class? I believe mine is seven. My armor class is seven. They were not able to hit you. Uh, they all have these little tiny, uh, little tiny javelin spears. They just run up and start jabbing them at you. So the first one misses. Second one misses as well. So I'm going to have one attack Emerald and one's going to attack Chopper. Emerald, what is your armor class? I think it's four. They also have the same thing. These little tiny javelins. They have little bucklers, little leather armor that's kind of just roughly patched together. They don't seem very intimidating, but it's kind of like a, a medium-sized dog just kind of going. <laughs> they okay. run up and they stab at you, but they miss you. Chopper? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chopper. Oh, that's I, I'm not even going to ask. There's no way they hit you with that. They seem to be just kind of like holding back and kind of jabbing in your direction, trying to see what you're going to do. Bad news for him. <laughs> you're a little bit more effective than these kobolds for guards. All right, Kevin. What is your armor class? Seven. It is a seven. Same thing. They're jabbing at you, but they don't hit. These other two that are staying back in the trees, they don't really see Sapras yet. So, Sapras, if you want to try to sneak up on them, we do the exact same thing. You use Move Silently, and if you succeed, then you can make an attack as a uh, backstab against them. Nice. So excited. All right. Next up is Chopper. Chopper, what you going to do? I'm going to scream as loud as I can in this kobold's face and hit him very hard with my axe. <laughs> Poor little kobold. That's a 10. That's a 10. All right. What what armor class do you hit with a 10? Let's see. What armor class do I hit with a 10? Okay, 8. Armor class of 8. So this one is a little bit spry, and as your axe comes down, he sidesteps as your axe hits the ground. So unfortunately, you did not hit him. <sighs> do you want to move or anything, or are you going to stay where you're at? No, that's fine. I'm basically invincible to these idiots. <laughs> All right. Next up, Emerald, what are you doing? Uh, and there's one running at me, correct? But they didn't... You and Chopper are being attacked by these two kobolds. Okay. Uh, well, I think that I... I have to attack. I, I have a, a mastery. I am proficient in axe, in hand axe. So I want to attack with my axe. You're like those dangerous people on the uh, Snowpiercer train. (laughs) Oh, you got a 19. What's your strength bonus? One. So you actually got a 20. All right. So you definitely hit roll damage. So take a D6. And you do six points of damage to this guy. There it is. There it is. So he was not expecting it. 
you plant your axe right into his head. Oh, man. That is the bottom of the round. Let's jump back up to the top. Next up is Sapris and Mr. McKeely. What do you guys want to do? There's two of them in, in, in my face hole. Exactly. Um, I am going to swing my morning star at them um, and it did have a it's a very finely made weapon it glows magically and it has a bonus of question marks um, oh was that the initial one. one yeah and I don't didn't, haven't gotten any info about it yet so so uh, for this because of you're using your holy uh, morning star uh, it is it is a plus two morning star you actually okay. to get additional plus two to attack <clears throat> So that and, and I have mastery, so that or proficiency, it says mastery a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that would be plus three total or plus two total? Plus three total. So plus two for the mace, plus one for the two mastery. for magic and one for proficiency, or just two because it's magic. One plus two plus two plus one. Sorry, movie reference. Yes. Nope. No, no, it would for- either be plus two or plus three. <laughs> it is plus one. So plus so plus one for the mastery, plus two for the the magic, correct? Correct. So a total of three. three. This many? That many. <laughs> All right, there we go. Thank you. Yeah. Nope. Still oh, missed. That's so an, eight. an eight. Yeah, I don't think an eight hits. That's fine. I'm gonna. I want to dodge back a little bit away okay. from these folks. To back probably closer to, or maybe even behind Chopper. Okay. If you I'm do a- move, they each get an attack on you right now. Right, but I do with the dodge. Do I still get that minus three? With a, yes, it would be a minus three for them to hit you, but it's an attack of opportunity for both. Uh, you know, I'll just stand where I am. I'm okay. ordinary. So then in that case, I'm done. Sapris, what are you going to do? There's two kobolds in front of you. They have not noticed you yet. Uh, are they facing me? No, they are not facing you. They're then, kind of watching the battle that's happening out here in the... Cool. I'm definitely going to try to backstab one of them. Do you want me to do a dex roll for that? Uh, I want you to do a move silently roll. Right. D100. Over this. Under 37. Oh, man. Uh, I didn't do it. It's all right. So uh, you you try to sneak Uh-oh. up, find a good position to sneak up on them. Let's see if they've noticed you. I want you to roll a D20. Add your dexterity. Oh, 22. Okay. So they have not heard you. But okay. you definitely did not move silently. So if you attack them now, uh, you will not get that backstab bonus. But you still well, I still want to kill him. So okay. uh, yeah, let's do an attack with my dagger, which I am proficient in. <laughs> I can't tell if you guys are being sarcastic about that. <laughs> We're all proficient <laughs> in it. See. <laughs> Oh no! So you, what did you roll? Four. You slowly sneak up behind one and try to get a good position, just as he starts to turn to head back toward the cave. So he kind of backpedals a little bit. So now both of these kobolds know that you're there. They're gonna attack you neck on their turn. So okay, which is right. Oh no, it's after Kevin. Mm-hmm. So next up is Kevin. Is Randy back? He's not back yet. Alright, then I uh, I unsheath my sword and do a little flourish. 
Unless I have a short sword. And yeah, I guess I'm gonna try to... Or no, sorry, I have a broad sword. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna try to attack. Are you proficient in it? I am. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Yeah. Bow and sword. Okay. Don't forget to add your strength bonus and your proficiency bonus. Uh, six. You look around the kobolds like, where the hell is, where the hell was Randy? Dag damn it. You pull your sword and you do a wide arc as the kobold ducks. Your arc goes wide. Uh, did you want to try to move? Uh, if you do, he gets an attack of opportunity or you can just stay right where you're at. Are there two next to me or just one? There's one next to you. Uh, Then yeah, I'll just stay there. Then it's the Cobalt's turn. The two Cobalt's that are against you, Sapras, they're going to take a swipe at you with their little javelins. The one you startled has backpedaled and has actually fallen on his butt. So he is down, so he cannot attack. He rolled a natural one. Nice. Uh, The other one, however, what is your armor class? My armor class is five. This one actually got you. It does two points of damage to you. Okay. Oh, no. He jabs at you, hits you in the arm. You get a cut on your arm from the tip of the spear. The next two are attacking Mr. McKeely. No. Typical. They are keeping an eye on that, that morning star that you've been flicking around like it's nothing. First one is a little bit too scared. Same thing with the second one. So they both try to stab at you with their javelins. They're kind of staying away from that that whatever metal Oops. that is. Emerald, you took out one. The other one is attacking Chopper. Don't think that hits Chopper. What is your AC again? Three. Yeah, that definitely misses. Then I think that's it, except for the one for Kevin. Kevin, we can't forget Kevin. <laughs> nope, this one actually might hit. Kevin, what is your AC? Uh, oh, actually, I think it's six. I said seven last time, but the total is six. I was looking at armor. No problem. They actually would hit a five or, or lower. So they, they actually, a little spear comes in, jabs you in the side. Only one point of damage. Uh, how am I always the guy who gets hurt? What the heck? <laughs> Why doesn't Mr. McHealy heal you? That's, That's all a the, great question. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, wow. I've got like one healing spell right now. So just like wait till you need it. All right. All right, Chopper, what are you going to do? It is your turn. Uh, well, I'm going to destroy the idiot in front of me with my huge axe. Using the flat end of the axe, I'm going to squish him. God, I have a plus four, and I just got an eight. Unbelievable. All right, well, I scream in his face again in frustration. I want to try, and can I, like, can I roll straight, like, flat strength to try and scream so loud that it hurts him? (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't think that's a thing, but... I mean, I'm asking for a house ruling right now. (laughs) I vote yes. I mean, me too. But I'm. I'm oh, yeah. Let me just roll, and if I get a twenty, then it hurts him. It'd be like emotional harm. You Do know? it. Yeah. Do it. But if you get a one, you 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 hurt yourself. All right, that's fine. <laughs> that's totally fair. Uh, Seventeen. 17. Pretty you good. As a good yell, and it definitely echoes through the uh, through the uh, area that you're in. Um, 
And you definitely startle him. So I'm going to say next time he attacks you, he's at disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Emerald, what are you going to do? I'm going to go after the guy at disadvantage. Okay. So you're attacking gonna the kobold? Act. I'm going to ask. Yeah. Yep. Let me yep. ask you a question. Oh. Ask you something. Did I roll too fast? Nope. You rolled an 11. Uh, what is your... Do you have a strength bonus? I have a strength and a proficiency bonus. So add those together and add that to 11. What do you have? So I have 13. That hits. Yes, it does. Yes. I've got you, Chopper. Don't, Roll damage. Don't scream at me. Don't scream at <laughs> me. You're very loud, Chopper. Don't talk to me. I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually take out that one as well. Okay. So these right. two kobolds are gone. Who else is the most vulnerable at this point? Me. Well, you do a quick survey hey. of the uh, battlefield, and you see that uh, Mr. McKeeley has two kobolds jabbing at him as he's swinging around his his mace that has kind of like a bit of a bluish glow to its uh, to the uh, the head of the mace or the Morning Star. Uh, Kevin is swinging his sword uh, wildly at this one uh, over here. <laughs> And you have lost sight of Sapras, so you don't know where Sapras is. Okay. Did you want to move? I think we need to... I think since Kevin's been hit, and I can smell the blood, um, I'm going to handspring towards Kevin. You All right. smell me? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's got an iron, you know, that iron oh, okay. smell. I've got a good <laughs> schnoz. I can smell these things. The, the, I'm a ranger. <laughs> So you got Kevin showered today. All right, I've been so thinking of the whole way. trip. <laughs> <laughs> that special smell. The smell that smells smelly. All right, so I think that was that was it. So we're back at the top of the round. Round three. McKeely and Sapras, what are you guys going to do? I am going to continue to attack the one that I've been attacking, that I've been trading terrible blow ineffectual blows with um huh. 16, 16 to hit 16 i believe 16 hits and that is 2d4 5 points of damage right in his face his right. little goblin face so they're jumping back and forth as you're trying to hit them and they're jabbing at you. It's like you guys are just trading blows left and right when your mace just comes down right into the face of one of those little kobolds and he is down. He is out. That's right. All right. Sapras, what are you doing? So uh, is the one that died the one that attacked me? No. Uh, All right. Mr. McKeeley had two had two kobolds attacking him. He now only has one. Okay. Uh, cool. So the one that attacked me, I'm going to just stab him. Nothing fancy. Just stabby stab. Just a simple stab. 20. 20. Now a natural 20. There's two things. A natural one, which I was going to say before because we did that during the uh, demonstration. Whoa. Uh, one is bad. Uh, always fails. No matter what. Um, natural 20 always hits no matter what and you also do max damage so you don't have to roll for damage what's the uh, damage dice that you use for that uh, I believe it's a d6 
So you do six points of damage, and this one that hit you is gone. <laughs> Eat it. Just, just <laughs> gone. Well, he, she stabbed him out of existence. It's like just a Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> through a through a slice of universe. I think anytime we get uh, a nat twenty, that we uh, we we have to like make up something cool that happened, you know. Cause that's such a like crazy moment. Same thing with critical fails. Like anytime you have like a critical fail, I feel like there should be oh, something, yeah. some explanation. I always used to make my players on a critical fail roll damage anyway, and I would use how much damage they rolled to judge if I, how bad it was. Oh, terrible! You guys are so bad, but I like it. Let's do it. So you rolled yeah. a natural twenty. How did you take them out? Uh, well, I. Uh, looked down at my wound from where he stabbed me and I touched it with my tiny little dwarf toddler hand and then I smeared my hand across my face with my own blood and then (laughs) I flipped my dagger (laughs) which I am proficient with in my hand and I like punch stabbed him so hard that my hand went inside his body through to the back of his body and then I pulled it back out with his spine. Dang! <laughs> it was a really That's a awesome. super normal way to die. Which <laughs> a spine that looks gigantic in your tiny little hand. Oh yeah, yeah it's huge. It's huge, it's huge, it's huge. The cobalt uh, uh, that's wow. sitting there that was knocked to the ground, there's a small puddle forming underneath him now. Nice, I'm great. <laughs> That's what I do. That's my turn. That was the Quentin you, Tarantino version for Sapris' attack. You punched. Please don't you punch. Oh, sorry. I can punch and I can kick. <laughs> I'm 50 centimeters tall. And you brandished the spine. Oh my god. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, uh, you are kind of stunned because you can see a really good uh, where you can see where Sapris is at. She steps out of the darkness. Her hand, her little tiny hand, goes through this poor little cobalt and just rips his spine right out. <laughs> what are you going to do? Kevin just kind of stares agape at her, like, just can't believe it. Because she's, like, two feet tall and she just ripped something's spine out. <laughs> <laughs> two feet tall. You did hire her. After you rubbing hired blood, her. her own blood on her face, like... Uh, so yeah, he's he's just kind of in shock. Maybe backs away a little bit from her. Like <laughs> I yell, Kevin, be sure to write his cause of death as natural causes. <laughs> Don't fuck yeah. with Sapris. I'll sign off on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Whatever she wants, really. At this point, whatever, whatever she wants. Uh, now's now's Kevin, the time to ask for that raise, Sapris. <laughs> uh, Kevin looks around for Randy again. Is uh, your turn? At beginning of your turn, this is the turn he comes back. He is uh, beside you. Uh, he's, he says, "It's uh, this. The light is from a source I can't move, sir." Damn it, Randy! I'm sorry, yeah. sir. I tried. I could not. Okay, I don't think I can even get him to do something else. I think he's done. I gave him the one. I don't know. Can I use him more than once, or or is he just one and done? What's the spell say? 
That's a good question. I don't know if it specifies. How? What's the duration? How long is he there for? There's a small kobold in front of you, sir. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Randy. That's he it. seems uh, rather agitated. Magic user, second level. That halfling Ooh. has a spine in her hand, sir. <laughs> okay, so... It's um, quite disturbing. Can't fight, can't be killed. Uh, it's a force rather than a creature. It can be magically dispelled or eliminated after taking six hit points of magic damage. Oh, okay, so it's still around, I guess, until I either dispel it or he gets killed mm -hmm. um, by magic damage, which I don't think these guys can do that, so he's just around. Uh, so, I don't know, hold on. Can I give him another order? I guess so. It doesn't really say I can't give him a secondary command. Um, would that be my my primary action, though? If you were to give him an, uh, it depends on the type of action that you're asking him to do. Okay. Uh, if it's something minor, I'll say it's a minor action. If it's something major, it's going to be a major action and would take your attack. I think I'm just going to attack the kobold in front of me. Good um, choice, sir. Yeah, just leave him there for emotional support, mostly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good shot. You are a whirling dervish of hate, sir. <laughs> oh, wow. I got roll. a pretty good roll. It's not a nat 20, but... Not a nat 20, but it's a good roll. That definitely hits. What's the uh, damage that your sword does? That's, uh, I don't know what that... Is that an actual sentence? What's the, sandwich, what's the damage that your sword does? What's the damage that your sword does? That's, that's <laughs> how I'll be doing it. I think it's uh, 2d4. All right. Two. Two points. Uh, All right. So uh, you swing down with your sword, and it cuts deep into him. He's still he's still moving, but he doesn't look good. Good shots, sir. I give Randy a high five. Just goes right through him. <laughs> it's mostly for me. It wasn't really for him. <laughs> All right. That was uh, Kevin. It's now the Cobalt's turn. Sapras, the one that is on the ground and terrified and, and sitting in his own piddle, uh, is going to try to make a break to the uh, cave entrance. Uh, this means that you get an attack of opportunity against him because he's trying to get away from you. Uh, so, oh, really? Yep. So this is a this is a straight attack. Go for it. Uh, so I want to hit him with the spine. You want to hit him with the spine? You're not proficient in spine. <laughs> so I it's am proficient enough. I removed one. True. Oh, wait, didn't you say she has advantage on uh, her next attack? Because of no, I did because not. Because he was so scared. He is freaking out. I will say. Let's see. You rolled a ten. What's your strength bonus? Is that you're trying to hit him, or are you trying? Are you throwing the spine at him? Uh, oh, it depends. Uh, what would be better? Because I don't have a strength uh, bonus. So, uh, if you're trying to hit him, it's a strength bonus. If you're trying to throw it, it is a dexterity bonus. Oh yeah, no, I'm trying to throw it. Uh, that would be twelve. Twelve. So he gets up in a full sprint, and he gets about maybe a good five feet away from you before you turn and you th you throw that spine at him and it hits him in the back 
but does not do damage. So it kind of pushes him forward a little bit. So does he, he get is, confused or no? Nope, you know, he is he is running roast out. <laughs> Stops, turn around, goes ew. No, <laughs> that's only fifteen feet. All right, so he goes just darts right into the cave. That's it. He's that's, in the cave safely. He's he is in the cave. I wouldn't say safely, right. but he is in the cave. Okay. Um, so he could sound the alarm. Next up is the kobold against Mr. McKeeley. <laughs> he doesn't want to get anywhere near you with that little mace throwing. Come on. Uh, come on. Come near me. <laughs> bring it. Take your medicine. It. Take your medicine. <laughs> and the last one on the field is the one against Kevin, and he is hurt pretty bad takes a stab at you what is your what is your AC again you said it was six Kevin. yep six. six he does not hit you all right he takes a wild kind of like almost drunk lazily swipe with his with his javelin gets nowhere near you next up is chopper all right and now yeah. so how close am I to the nearest one who's like attacking Kevin And he's about 15 feet away. You can definitely use your movement to get up to him. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I want to, like, I want to run and just try and chop his whole head off, like, as I run past. (laughs) Emerald has got just, she's like, why are we so violent? Oh my God. 24, natural 20 plus 4. Oh, yeah. I believe I chop his whole head off. Is that what you want to do? You get to choose what. How do you take? How do you take him out? Yeah, I turn and look at this last guy, and uh, I yell, "I'm gonna kill something today!" And I sprint up to him and just run all the way past and swing my axe as I go past at him. I jump because I'm probably I I don't know how tall are how tall is the But we're probably the same height. Yeah, they might be a little bit smaller than you. Yeah, so I'm just going to run and, like, hit him right at the neck and his head flies off, explodes in a huge, like, shower of blood that sprays everywhere. Including on Kevin. Oh, all over Kevin. It doesn't get any on me. It just drenches Kevin in in cobalt blood, which I assume is brain. brain. in my mouth. Just oh, viscera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, various. You're not even sure what some of these fluids are. I that- love the fact that throughout this entire battle, anytime somebody hurt a kobold, Mo would be like, oh my god, we are so violent. Why are we doing this? And this last move, she's like, blood and brain! And brain and too! Brain. Don't forget I mean, the viscera. Don't forget it's the It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to D and D. Right. Oh, how did it get my ear, Randy? Get a towel. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, there is one cobalt still left on the field. I thought they all um, ran away. Nope. There's the one that's still in front of Mr. McKeeley. One ran off into the oh. cave. The other one is still stabby, stabby. All right, and we're at uh, actually Emerald. 
How far away is Mr. McKeeley from? I'm. I ran over to Kevin. Correct. But Chopper took care of that one. So it's about 20, 15, 20 feet away. Can I get to Mr. McKeeley? I believe you can. I think your movement and, is 30. So okay. you can do uh, 30 feet in a single move. I'm doing that gracefully, acrobatically um, with my hand axe, and then I will axe the kobold. Go for it. Okay. Plus two. 17. Do you roll to 15? Add two? Yep. Roll your damage. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Ooh. Three. I got a three. That is enough. So you run up behind this one last cobalt with your hand axe and hit him in the back. And he goes down. The quietness kind of fills in the space that was the battle. There are seven cobalts dead on the ground. Each of them have you javelins. Keep they're little. Well, they're going to be some. Sorry. Well, look at Sapra. She's little and she just ripped well, out Sapra's somebody's is, spine. That's fair. <laughs> She's I mean, deadly. cobalts are pretty short. Yep. Uh, I'm a guy. I, I start rifling through their pockets. Yeah, Kevin. Tibbs. Ditto, rather, not Tibbs. Kevin's like spitting out like just disgusting. Maybe like throwing up a little bit. I just... taste cobalt. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to clean my axe and survey. Uh, I want to I want to look at the cave. I mean, did we make noise? There's still a cobalt that ran into the, the, the cave. That is true. Now, the only person that saw the cobalt run into the cave was Sapras. Now, Sapras, what did did you want to follow him in the cave or go over to the group? I, I want to follow him and stab him. Okay. I'm mad at these guys. <laughs> so, Are you going to pick up the spine on the way? So basically, oh, if, if Sapras, if you're going to follow him, that means we're still in combat. Oh. Uh, and that means you're going to chase on. him into the cave. But Randy, Randy saw the cave. Maybe he has more insight into what's in there. Maybe we shouldn't just rush in. Yeah, okay. All right. Better All judgment. Right. Yeah, no, I'll go back. <laughs> All right. You guys can go ahead and discuss what you've what what just happened. It's up to you. I mean, should we, uh, Randy? Did, did, hey, Kevin, can you ask your invisible friend, your your invisible friend? Yeah, we all had one of those at school. Um, did they see anything in the cave? Was there anything like note? Can we like get some clever info? Inside the cave, sir, that goes in about thirty feet splits left and right there was a small brazier that had a uh, had some candle and oil in it that's where the light was coming from unfortunately I could not remove the brazier mm. is there anybody else in there not that I saw alright alright and that's the cave the kobold ran back into correct I think we should go running in there and hunt that little so and so down. Finish this job. Wait a second, Kevin. Does does can Randy? Can everybody hear Randy, or is it just you? Yeah, everybody can hear Randy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I would. I don't see why not. Huh? I didn't he's want a, to overstep a, my boundaries. Uh. A talented spirit. <laughs> Thank you. 
Don't give him too many compliments and just go to his head. <laughs> it's all. This is true. I think he's all right. <laughs> My ego would explode, sir. What was this? Uh, yeah, no, I, that, let's let's all go running in there, finish out this battle, get that guy, and then see if that connects to more stuff. Tallying everything that you guys found, uh, every single one of those kobolds had a javelin. The leathers that they were wearing were not well put together. That was probably useless, as well as the bucklers that they were wearing. Uh, the only other thing that you find on them is about 31 silver pieces. All right, all right. Is that... I would like everyone here, since everyone here touched a kobold in some way or form, um, I want a... uh, (laughs) Some of us got inside of kobolds. Some of them got kobolds inside of them. That's true. Kevin's like, I got kobold all over me. Um, I would like everyone here to make an intelligence roll, uh, which is d20, add your intelligence bonus. Mr. McHughley got a 13. Against all odds, I got a 15. (laughs) (laughs) I got a 20. I got an 18. Is that correct? Well, one thing I just want to see if anybody noticed, the kobolds actually all seem to have a dark blue cloth that's wrapped around their left arm. Every single one of them has it. Hmm. Oh, cult. Well, I noticed it. I, I feel like we should take them, just in case. You are all standing outside near the tree that leads to the cave. That one kobold ran in during the battle. Where do you guys want to go? Where yeah, let's go. Go? Let's, let's go in the cave en masse. Let's go check it out. You've been listening to Lost and Forgotten Worlds, a podcast about exploring old-school role-playing games and introducing them to a new generation of gamers. We even explore new games and see if an old player can learn some new tricks. On Lost and Forgotten Worlds, we will take you on adventures through the golden age of RPGs when the hobby was young and they cast miniatures from lead and the world bore witness to the birth of fantastically shaped plastic dice the ones that you had to color in with a wax crayon. Join us as we take our young adventurers through games of high adventure, mystery, and drama. They will travel through the land of two moons, pilot clockwork ships through luminiferous aether, do battle against superpowered villains trying to take over the city, and if you're lucky, we might even have time to stop in for a pint at the Vulgar Unicorn. If you are enjoying the podcast, subscribe and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Share with others who you feel would enjoy listening to the podcast. We don't advertise, so you can help build this community. You can also find us on Twitter at CWilsonTroll and help us determine what old school role-playing game you would like to see play next. All of this and more can be found on our website at lostandforgottenworlds.com. Let's keep those dice rolling.